I'm going to talk to you about how to control your feelings. Ephesians chapter 4 and 17. I'm glad you're all here. Now, we're a different kind of church. We only have one service. We used to have two. We're from the old school, but instead of having two services, we do a lot of outreach, and we don't rush morning service. So you're going to be a little hungry today. But the good news is, hopefully everybody else is out of the restaurant by the time you get there. I just let the Baptist folks go before me, get out of the way. And when I get to the restaurant, nobody's there. It's awesome. I have the whole place to myself. We don't get out at 12 around here because Jesus is coming back. And some of us drove too far to get here to, to turn out of here quick. Ephesians 4 and 17, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk and the futility or vanity of the mind. And that means that phrase, futility or vanity of the mind, means a mind without truth in it. A mind without truth. Those people out there that have a mind without truth, what becomes of them? Having their understanding darkened in verse 18. Their understanding is dark. It's not clear. They don't know what's going on. They're always in the dark. They don't understand. Being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance, because they don't know the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart. They, don't, they can't see what we see. They don't understand what's happening. Their mind is literally messed up. Somebody say the mind. The context is the mind, church family. That's, it's the, we're talking about the mind, right? Now watch what happens when the mind gets messed up. Verse 19, who being past feeling. Somebody say feeling. Look at the connection between the mind and feelings. There's that word we use all the time. We use the word feeling more than mind. We use the word feeling more than thought. We say we feel everything. We never talk about what we're thinking. We hide that. We just express our feeling. But what is, what is feeling? Who being past feeling, or in this context, in this Greek word, no longer can feel when you're wrong. No longer convicted by anything. That feeling goes away when your mind's messed up. When your mind's messed up, your feelings are messed up. When your mind goes, your feelings go. You can't trust your feelings when your mind's messed up. You think you're feeling everything. You can feel it wrong. You need your mind right to feel right. Their past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness. You know what that word means? Uncontrollable lust. One of the ways you know you're feeling everything off is when you can't control yourself. I feel like a snicker bar. I'm already preaching. Let me finish the text. <laughs> to work all uncleanness with greediness. Look who you become when your feelings are messed. Well, I feel like having it. I feel like I deserve it. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. And that's why your life is so messed up. Because you go by feelings. And you never go by your thoughts. And the Lord wants us to be able to control our feelings. And so we're going to have to find out how to do that as Christians. Because we're all over the place. People call us hypocrites. But really, we're just all over the place. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm just feeling everything. Feel good, feel bad, up, down. Feel, feel, feel. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated. I'm glad you're here. Let me just preach for a little bit today. We say it all the time. 
We say, I feel sad. We say, I feel happy. I feel, I feel like going to the bathroom. I feel like leaving out to go to the bathroom after the text is over. I feel like, I feel excited. I feel depressed. I feel nervous. I, I feel anxious. And, and that's how we say it. And we, people look at us like, now what? I guess whatever you feel we need to do, let me know. If you feel it, I'm going to bow down to it. And we tell people we feel it. And let me just kind of pause and wait. Like, what you going to do about it? I feel angry. Oh, oh, guess I'll leave. I feel sad. I guess I'll give you a donut. I, I don't know. I mean, we just say stuff like that. We don't talk out what we're thinking. We tell people what we're feeling. And then we have to be, we have to be prophets to hang out with you. Well, I just feel a certain way. Feel some kind of way. Or people are like, I feel like something bad's about to happen. It probably will. I feel like something bad's about to happen. You know, you know what that is, to be fair? A bad feeling is usually accompanied by a scary atmosphere, a dark alley. You're not a genius to feel scared in a dark alley at 1 in the morning in a big city. I just feel like something bad's about to happen. Not everybody dies in a dark alley. Somebody makes it home. That's what the hell he's there for. Not everybody gets mugged or killed in a dark alley. Even though all the movies you've seen, every time you've ever seen a dark alley, something bad happened. So you got a feeling about the dark alley because of a movie you watched. Have you even been in a dark alley? No, I ain't going to a dark alley anyway because the movie says something bad happens when you go in a dark alley. Lord help, that's why we can't be watching all that mess. If it didn't work, it wouldn't sell. Fear sells. And it gets people watch scary movies to see if they can be moved by it. It does move you. It does give you nightmares. It does make you second guess. Yes, it does. We say we, we feel things. We feel things when storm clouds are moving. I feel like, or if you have arthritis now, if you get older, apparently you can feel that too. I don't, don't know much about that yet. But apparently you can feel a storm coming in your bones. My bones are aching. There must be a storm on the way. What a gift. I mean, you ought to be, I wonder if all meteorologists have arthritis, you know. There's about a 50% chance because I'm feeling about 50% pain right now. A loud noise at night. I just feel like someone's about to break in. Man, Aspen, sometimes a little, little noise, a little noise is like, that was probably like a lion. I'm like, Bro, we don't have lions where we live. Probably like a hyena. I ain't never seen a hyena except maybe a zoo. I don't know. But it's amazing how you can just start to imagine stuff and feel a certain way. Where is this coming from? And boy, people, when they start to feel it, they think it's true. They act different. You start acting different when you feel something. Literally, you'll be like getting in a corner. You literally change how you act when you feel a certain way. Feelings affect your actions. That's why we're so powerful. But we don't understand our feelings. We don't control our feelings. They control us. And that's why we think that we're slaves to our feelings. You're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be a slave to what you feel. You're supposed to be able to diagnose what you feel and go to the center of it, the thought of it, and ask yourself if it's justified to feel that way. 
We feel things when we get a doctor's report. I just feel like I want to get a bad report. I just I got this right here. I went to the doctor, and I just feel like something bad's about to happen. And as soon as you start to feel that fear, your body goes into panic. And things get worse for your health. Because things happen when you feel a certain way. Yeah. We even have feelings about people. I just got a feeling about them. I don't know them. I just got a feeling. Usually they remind you of somebody else. Is that a feeling or is that a memory? And we're like, I got this feeling about her. I got this feeling about him. You don't even know him. You don't even know him. You know you don't know him. But you got a feeling. And so you're going to treat someone a certain way based on a feeling. That's what's wrong with our our world right now. That's why there's discrimination and racism. And we get a feeling. You don't have a feeling. You're going off of past memories. You're going off past experiences. You can't predict what that person's going to do. But we go by feelings and we judge and we're critical all because of this weird feeling we get. It's like, it's like I'm wondering if we think feelings is God. You know, we use that same word, but down church, we say, I feel spirit. Is this the same feeler that felt that that saint was against you and you don't even know him? Is this the same feeling that you broke off the relationship? The same feeling you quit the job? The same feeling you wouldn't go out because you were scared? Is this, are you, is this the same feeler that feels God? Because there's a lot of feelings you've messed up on. Is this the same one you're using to judge if God's talking to you? How do you know that God's talking to you the right way? If your feeler's all messed up. Yeah. So we have feelings about people and we, we feel like you know, maybe... Maybe I should break up with that person. I just feel, and I, I just feel like my team will probably not win this game. Or, or some of you hunters are like, I just feel like there's going to be a big buck walkout today. Before y'all had cameras, how did y'all know that? You just looked at the trail, and you looked at the rub on the tree, and you thought, wow, that's a nice place, and you just started getting that feeling that something was about to happen. And that made you spend all that money and get in that tree at 5 in the morning over a feeling. Well, it's amazing. If, if we could use that same tenacity, feeling for the kingdom of God. I just feel like I'm going to catch a fish. So I'm going to go all day on my $80,000 bass boat for a feeling. Nope, maybe now. Three hours later, maybe this one. Maybe this cast, that's insanity, and I love it. It's the hunt. But we do it, y'all. We talk about how I just feel like today's a good day to go fish, and we're out there all day catching nothing. But that feeling drew us. Boy, if we could ever have a feeling for our marriage, like it's going to work. I'm going to keep going because I don't know. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep showing up and loving because I just got this feeling. See how powerful or how scary it can be? You know, men usually don't want to express their feelings, but they do have them. Men have them just like women have them. We all have feelings. Men 
and women just express them differently. I think personally that men don't want to express their feelings because they don't want to appear weak. They like to act tough. But deep inside, they're crying. And men cry silently because they want the women and their children and bros around them to think it's a strong man. So they won't express what they're feeling. In fact, many men have learned to tune out what they're feeling because you can only hold back your feelings so long. You have to lie to yourself that you're not feeling it. Women, on the other hand, feel it too. They just make sure and let everybody know. Men try to cover them up. Women don't try at all. I know I'm speaking in generalities, and that doesn't, that's not a one-size-fits-all. But overall, women will let you know how they feel. Easy, Brother Craig. Easy. You're saying amen a little too much today. Amen. I want to make sure y'all make it home. One piece. I got an extra couch at the house. If you need it after that, just let me know. And, and I think the reason why women want to express their feelings and they are better at it is because they want support from that strong, macho man. So the reason why I think women open up more and they're able to cry and they can't hold back as much because they're trying to ask for help from that man who seems like he's got answers. That's just my opinion about it. But we all, we all have feelings. Somebody say we all have feelings. I will tell you what got me into this study about feelings and emotions. Is when I began to really pay attention, that's funny, to marriage advice. I began to pay attention to marriage. I've, I've had it for a long time, but I haven't always listened to it. But over the, my, this is where my wife says amen. I may have to stay at your house, Craig. Uh, but something that's always frustrated me about marriage teaching is they use the word feelings. A whole lot. I mean, they're always talking about women have feelings and women want to feel safe and men need to express your feelings. And every time I listen to one of these people, they're always talking about feelings, 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 feelings. The whole time we're talking about feelings. And I get frustrated because I rarely have had any of them explain what feelings are. As if we all know. We obviously don't. Obviously, the problem is that we're not talking about what that word means, and we have yet to find a scripture and talk about it. Words like feelings and emotions are not really that biblical. But yet, we throw them out there in our psychology and be like, well, i got to get in touch with my feelings. Use a scripture every now and then. You're a Christian. I mean, we copy the world, and we talk this way to each other. Like, I'm just feeling a sort of way, and I'm like, oh, really? Well, how is this uh, identified to your Christian walk with God? Well, I don't know. I just I feel a certain way. That's, man, feelings are a, a devil's workshop. The devil loves working through your feelings. The devil loves slipping in there with an intuition or a thought, trying to get you to do something you don't know why. Just felt a certain way. Man, feelings are, can be dangerous. So I want to talk about it, the definition of feelings. It's an emotional state. You can look this up on your own. It's an emotional state. Watch this, second definition. It's a belief you have. Boy, that was fun when I found that one. You know, there's some words we don't look up because we think we know them, but we don't. And they're fun because when you look them up, it's like, really? Feelings are a, are a belief? Feelings are something you just think 
to be true. Feelings are an assumption, personal belief, or it can be a state of your mind. Somebody say your mind. You see that? All this time we've been talking about feelings and it's really just a state of your mind. Get your mind right, get your feelings right. Get your mind right, get your feelings right. Control your mind, control your feelings. Think right, feel right. So emotions, what are emotions? It's an emotional state. Emotions, by definition, is a state of mind. There's that word mind. Based on circumstances, relationships, or your mood. State of mind. What's going on around you affects your mind. People affect your mind. Somebody can say amen to that one. Obviously not about your spouse. Your mood affects your mind. Our mind is the victim to everything around us. Our mind is the battleground to everything surrounding us. People, spirits, uh, information, data, all comes in our mind and our mind begins to be affected and it puts us in a certain feeling. Now the word emotion is not in your Bible. But the word feeling is. A couple times. The word feel specifically in the Old Testament was a physical sensation, literally like a touch. But it was also even a spiritual reaching, like in Acts 17 and 27. Watch this. That they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us, which means that we need to learn to reach for Him in a spiritual context that we can spiritually feel after him. And when it seems like he's not there, you've got to close your eyes sometimes and get your mind fixed on Jesus and start to reach with your mind and reach with your thoughts and reach with your Bible and reach in prayer because if you'll reach for him, you'll find him. You can feel after God. Maybe instead of having a feeling, get a feeling. I love that right there. I can get a feeling. Some of you want a good feeling? Reach for God. Some of you want to feel faith? Reach for God. Some of you want to feel something different than death uh, and, and pain and suffering and hopelessness? Feel for God. Some of you in this service today, you were feeling for God. Your hands were up. Your antennas were up. And you were feeling. And you were looking. And you were searching. Because you're tired of depressed feelings. And you're tired of down and out feelings. And you're tired of defeated feelings. And you're tired of panic feelings. You're saying, I want to feel after something life-giving. So we know that we can feel after God. We can seek Him. We can spiritually reach out for Him. Here's a unique reference in the Bible of Ecclesiastes 8 and 5 of the word feel in the Old Testament that's not physical. Watch this. This is interesting and unique. Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing, and a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. That word for feel does not mean, ooh, did you sense that? Oh, I feel like there's an angel's wing brushing upon my face right now. I feel. <laughs> 
That's how church folks are. You feel that? I feel that too. <laughs> oh, I feel something. Oh, look, look, I got goosebumps. I get goosebumps eating some food at Thanksgiving, y'all. It's like, mm, that was good. I eat a piece of pie. I'm like, woohoo. Back in the day, boy, Mariah Carey hit that note, be like, ah. And boy, I would feel that then. It wasn't even the Holy Ghost. I promise you, it wasn't the Holy Ghost. You can feel stuff, but that word feel in the Old Testament in the original Hebrew is not to sense it. It's literally to know. It's impossible to feel things without your brain. What you know is what you feel. So the question is, what do you know? I can solve your feeling problems by asking what you're thinking. And what you're thinking is what you're feeling. But we got good at feeling things and not even thinking. We've gotten good at feeling things, and we do what we feel, but we don't think about things. We don't think through things, do we? How many ever done something stupid that you felt, but it wasn't smart? Because we have gotten good at thinking that feelings is enough. But that's not how we control our destiny and that's not how we get out of the trouble that we're in. We've got to know what's right and wrong. And when you know things correctly, you feel things correctly. Feelings and emotions are born from your thoughts. Thoughts are created by personal experiences, number one. And, and that's things like gravity. I've experienced, how many of y'all experienced gravity? Some of y'all experienced it recently. Yeah? Some of y'all have fallen down recently. Yeah, it works. I've experienced gravity. I believe in it with all my heart and with all my rear. I believe in gravity because I have fallen on my rear. I don't even know what word to use for that. Yeah, backside, I'm sorry. My wife tells me the proper synonyms to use in church in a pulpit. My backside. Uh, I, I have experienced weather patterns. I've experienced the dark cloud and then the trampoline's gone. So now around my home, it's like dark cloud, put trampoline safely, secure. Because I've been through things that make me predict something bad could happen. Pain, suffering, and even blessings. I have personal experiences, and the first thing I begin to think is, it could be like that. That's what we do. Then there are personal memories what you've seen from childhood in the past, the things you've witnessed over the course of your life. You've got memories. Look, when Jesus saved you, you still have memories. Right? Hey, you, you got a future, but you still have memories. He washed away your past, but you've got bad memories. How many of you have bad memories you wish you could forget? Yeah, we have memories. But here's the thing about our memories. We determine our feelings off of our memories. We do. And then we have opinions of others via any form of communication. Movies, internet, TV, music, conversations with people, social media, God help us, books, and even body language. The news. Yeah. And so we have opinions of others that come to us. They put their agenda in us. And we walk away wondering, is that real? And those things cause us to feel a certain way. I, I can listen to the news and feel depressed i got to shake that spirit off of me. i got to listen to the news, and i got to go to the book of Revelation and realize I'm going to win in the end. It's going to be okay. 
How many ever been there before when you're like, I, I don't know why I feel the way I feel? It's because of what you're thinking. It's because of your atmosphere. It's because of the movies you let you and your kids watch. There's spirit in my home. That's because your kids got all kinds of junk and access to ungodly communication that's pouring into your home, and you're wondering why you feel a certain way. You feel a certain way because of the horror movies and the wickedness that you're letting come in your life. I'll go even further. I don't care if it is your mama and your grandma and your uncle at Christmas. They're not allowed to do that around you and your children. Well, it's my family. I have to compromise. No, you don't. You don't compromise your kids' souls because your Christmas party. I'm not letting my kids feel a certain way. If we're going to feel something, it's going to be holy and righteous and godly. That's what I want to feel in my house and my life. Not letting those spirits get a hold of my family. I'll FaceTime you. I'll eat turkey at my house. You eat it at yours. We'll FaceTime. But I'm not putting my kids around somebody like that. I don't care if you are blood. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sacrifice blood for spirit. Your mind by default remembers and calculates data. And here's why. To give you a greater ability to fulfill your desires and help you survive. You were built with the ability to remember, to have experiences. You touched the electrical outlet, it changed your hairstyle. You'll never do it again. Well, some of y'all, you, it lo- you lost it. You learn from experiences so that you do not repeat them. That's why it's in our nature. That's why it's probably good to remember some things. It might be good to remember some of the dumb things you've done so you won't repeat them. I don't want to wash my memories away. I want to remember the things I've done without God. I want to remember the times I turned my back on God and my life was hell. I want to remember the grace and the goodness of God and what he's brought me out of. Now, please hear this. The problem with your life experiences and people and your memories is the lack of truth in them. Your memories, your experiences are not truth. They're real to you, but that doesn't mean they're truth. They may be honest, but that doesn't mean they're true. And you need to understand this about you and your past and what you've been through and your memories, because memories can betray you. We don't always remember the details accurately of our past. Some of you are like, when I was gay, I got abused. But were you also blessed? Was it all bad? Because I think we kind of like to remember things a certain way. It's amazing how you can do ten things right for people and do one thing wrong, and they'll remember you for the... You've been there. If you're a parent, you've been there. I gave birth to you. You're going to talk to me... Our kids lose their mind. They don't get the Lego set they want for Christmas. I'm like, I gave you a house and food and clothes. What you talking about? Oh, remember, it's, yeah, your memory is selective. Did you know it's been proven scientifically that when you're going through stress and you're going through a tough time in your past, that part of you shuts down and the part of your brain that works the most is survive and the part that doesn't is remember? And there are people who don't really remember all the details of abuse in their past correctly. Because your brain couldn't handle to remember and to survive. There are people that have forgotten about their past. Jaden testified the other day, my nephew. He said there was years of his life he can't remember details because of what he went through. Because of stress and difficulty in his life. Because he went through tough times. A part of you doesn't remember right, but you use those memories to get a feeling. 
That's a lot of pride right there, isn't it? To think that your memories are enough to judge every situation, every person, and you and God and all of it. You know what? I don't trust my memory. I don't trust my memories. I don't trust my experiences. Because just because it happened once, twice, and three times doesn't mean it's going to happen again. My past does not determine my future. What has happened will not happen. Just because it has doesn't mean it will. Just because I went through it doesn't mean I'll keep going through it. I will not use my memories to produce a feeling that will get me out of the will of God and steal my faith. I refuse to look in my past to find hope for my future. I will not use my mind and look back and say, well, that's true. No, it wasn't. There's no way you remember everything that happened when you were a kid. There's no way remember you remember every detail about everything that happened to you. It, it would take all your family to get together and talk about the story to get all the details. You don't remember everything. Your experiences will lie to you. Your memories will lie to you. They will betray you. And we get most of our feelings from our memories, our experiences, and people, people who are fallen failures. And you're going to call truth based on what people say on social media? How many times we, we read something online and be like, that's what I was thinking too. That must be true since I'll, I was thinking it. There's no evidence for half the stuff y'all are reading online. You weren't there. That can Photoshop now. Now the AI's coming out. It can, it can change faces on people. Y'all, the future of the world is nothing but deception times 1,000. And we act like we know everything. Well, yeah, yeah, I saw a photo of it, y'all. I saw a video of it, y'all. They're playing, y'all. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm going to tell you what's true. What God says is true. Let God be true and every man a liar. I don't trust myself. I don't trust you. I trust him. That's why my faith is in Jesus, not in myself, not in my past, not in my memories, not in my experiences, and not in other people. Do not let people give you a feeling. You made me this way. Don't say it. Nobody made you mad. That's your choice. Anger and sin not. You don't have to. Nobody made you get offended. That's your choice. Nobody made you quit. That's your choice. You're acting like everybody's making you do it. No, they implanted something in your mind that you called truth and you invested in it. And your life is being destroyed right now because you felt a certain way. Everybody thinks about me. I don't care what everybody thinks about me. I don't care about what people in the world believe. All I want to know is what does God think about me? What's the truth? What's the word? I need that in my mind. I need that in my spirit. I need truth inside of me. I want to build my life on the truth, on the rock that's steady. We're going to control our feelings in this place. I'm not letting feelings get a hold of me. I'm not going to be, be a slave to my feelings, everything I feel. I'm going to get my mind right. Here's something that was missing in the Webster's Dictionary concerning emotions and feelings. They don't know about this, but we do. Not only are we affected by our experiences, our memories, our relationships, we're also affected by our adversary. Satan can talk to you. Satan and his forces do talk to you. And it sounds a lot like God sometimes. 
Because it's an invisible voice, just like God's. And this is why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Because you can't see a, a, a man with long hair and a beard and a, and a stick walking up to you all the time because God's a spirit. And so is Satan. You can't judge what you feel based on what you see. And this is why Jesus taught my sheep know my voice because there are two fathers. There's the father of all and the father of lies. And they both sound like your daddy. But one is truthful and one is not. And you base your feelings off of that voice in your head that is not circumstantial, it's not relational, it's not even your mood. It is supernatural. It's out of this world. And that little voice knocks on the door of your mind and says, I'd like to tell you something that's true. But one is a lie and one is truth. And we've got to understand, I need to make sure that my thoughts are godly and righteous and I'm listening to the good shepherd, not to the fake God, not to the father of lies. I've got to make sure my mind is not being influenced by my adversary, the devil. He will talk to you and put thoughts in your mind, and that's why you feel fear, temptation, because you're listening to the devil. He speaks to us. He lies to us. He tempts us. But we've got to know the difference in God and Satan. Let me tell you right now, it's very important. I've said it before. You're not your temptation. You are not the thoughts in your head. I don't care if you had a thought about homosexuality. You're not. You weren't created that way. It's a called a temptation. But you are not your temptations. There's a whole generation now that thinks they're men, women, animals. They don't even know what they are anymore because they're feeling everything. Well, that, that dog food looks good. I'm probably a dog. You know, there's been a couple times I, I saw the dog eating and I was like, I am kind of hungry. It did say turkey and steak. But I did not go get a collar and start walking around and act like a dog because I had a thought. Because I am not my thoughts. I am not satanic thoughts. I am godly thoughts. My mind is reserved and protected for godly thoughts only. And you've got to know if your thoughts are of God or of you or of Satan or you will feel like doing something you should not do. I am not my, somebody say, I am not my temptations. I felt like hitting them. I must be evil. No, did you hit them? No, good. Then you're not evil. You resisted temptation. You submit to God. You submit to God. Resist the devil. The Bible says he will flee from you. He'll go find somebody else that will give in to his temptations. But he will not keep messing with you if you show him and teach him a lesson that every time you touch me, I submit to God. Every time you tip me, I go to prayer. Every time you tip me, I call the pastor. You're not getting me. You're, you may be able to talk to me, but you're not taking me out. You may have access to my mind, but you can't stay there anymore. I resist that thing. I resist that spirit coming against me. 
That voice says divorce them. That voice says kill your kids. That voice says take your life. It's a lie of the devil. You hear me in Jesus' name. That's not of God, and that's not you. That's not what you want. That's not who you are. That's a voice of the devil. And you've got to know the voice of the devil. Look, just because it's in your head don't mean it's yours. Elephant. Elephant, 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 elephant. It's in your head right now. That's not what you are. Just because you're thinking it doesn't mean it's who you are. It's what you do with the thought. It's what you do with it. It's how you process it. It's how you align it with God's word and make sure it's holy and righteous. You are not your temptations. You are not your thoughts. No, so it's so deceiving, church. Let me, let me finish this. It's so deceiving because I, I dare say the reason why people are so confused over their feelings and God's and God's word for you is because they feel the same. And you can't tell the difference between God talking to you and you talking to you or the devil talking to you. That's why you've got to know His word. You've got to know the Bible. If it makes sense in the Bible, then it's probably God. We've got to get the word inside of us because Satan is lying to us. He's telling you to give up. He's telling you to quit. That's not you. That's not what you want. That's just a voice in your mind making you feel like quitting. But you don't give in to your feelings that are not godly. You take it to your mind and you think about it and say, why am I feeling this way? You know, I've noticed... I notice it's rare to have a bad feeling in a good atmosphere. And that's why people love coming to church. Because it's rare to have a bad feeling when you're surrounded by faith. But let me give you a tip. If you ever have a bad feeling and things are going good, I promise you it's satanic. Because satanic attacks come sometimes and everything's perfect. And you're sitting there scratching your head by the Matthew going, the kids are fed. The bills are paid. My spouse loves me. Why do I feel like hurting somebody? It's satanic. You're under satanic attack. But he can't kill you. If he could, he would. All he can do is try to talk you into killing yourself. All he can do is get inside your mind and lie to you. And when you believe the lie of the devil, that's when you're destroyed. But you are not your temptations. So when life is good and everything's good and you're feeling something come over you, I'm telling you right now, you're under spiritual attack. You better get some help right now. You better get in the prayer right now. You better claim the name of Jesus over right now because everything is good. The devil's just trying to lie to you. You're on the right track. Life is good. You're on the right track, and he's trying to trip you up. Sometimes satanic attack is a compliment because you're doing everything right, and he's trying to trip you up, and he can't use money, and he can't use people, so he just tries to put a thought in your head. So let me, let me hurry and wrap it up. Truth is not what we know or feel. Truth is what God knows. Well, I just know this, therefore it's true. That's pride. You don't know enough. God does. Romans 3 and 4, certainly not indeed. Let God be true and every man a liar. When our minds are not right, you can feel fear. Let me talk about feeling fear for a minute. When your mind's off, you just feel like something bad's about to happen. 
You know what fear is? Fear is the assumption that something bad is about to take place. Fear is not a fact because there's no guarantee the plane's going down. It's just a thought that you're letting plague you and destroy you. Fear needs the mind to predict a negative outcome. Fear doubts God and destroys faith. Fear is anti-faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. and The evidence of things not seen. Fear, listen, is the absence of hope. And the evidence of things you've seen before. Fear comes because you were hurt. And you think it's going to happen again. But faith says... I see myself not being hurt, even though I have been before. Faith says, I'm hoping for a better outcome than what I was. It was bad last time. It'll be bad again. The plane crashed last week on the news. Mine probably will today. I've thought that a couple times. We have like four planes in America that's ever crashed and killed people out of all the millions of flights, and I think it's going to be mine. It's called fear. It's predicting something that's going to happen without any evidence. It is anti-faith because you can't prove it. You just think it will. And fear plagues us. I fell before, I'll fall again. They hurt me, it'll happen again. But I say to that spirit, no. No, it won't. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound When you get your thoughts right, there is no more fear that you feel. When Jesus baptizes your brain with his word and his anointing, you don't feel fear because you don't think fearful. Paul didn't say that God gave us a spirit of faith, but he gave us a spirit of power and a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. Fear cannot overpower the Holy Ghost. Fear cannot win against love. And and fear can last when your thoughts are under control. I believe that fear is felt, but so is faith. Faith is felt when your mind is thinking godly thoughts. You start to feel it. When you think about all the miracles God has done, you start to feel it. When you think that your God can do anything, anytime, anywhere, you start to feel it. It gets in your emotion. It gets in your eyes, and you begin to cry. And It gets in your shout, and you begin to dance. And when you begin to think about the goodness of God and His mercy and His grace and His omnipotence and omniscience, you begin to feel a certain way. You feel like you can do anything by the help of the Holy Ghost. It changes your attitude. It changes your emotion. It changes your thoughts. Everything about you begins to shift. All in you begins to change. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you you can feel fear, you can feel faith. And when you unlock hope and you unlock a holy vision, you can see a victory against all odds coming against you. Faith assumes that all things will work together for my good. I don't have evidence. I'm just assuming right now. I can't tell you for sure. I'm just taking a step of faith right now. I just believe that if God is for me, then who can be against me? 
faith predicts that my end will be greater than my beginning. There is a connection between your thoughts and your feelings. If your mind is right, you feel good. You can be broke and feel good. You can be hungry and feel good. You can lose your job and feel good. You can lose your girlfriend, your boyfriend, feel good. You know why? Because it's going to work out in Jesus' name. God's got a plan in Jesus' name. God will give me better one day in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter what your circumstance are. It doesn't matter what your mood says. It doesn't matter what people do to you. If you have a godly mind, you're going to feel good all the time. I'm going to close with this text that I explained in in, in 2 Timothy. I told you that God has not given us a spirit of, of fear. But let me explain it before we leave today. Paul said to Timothy, before that really even happens or matters, let's go two verses before that popular scripture we love to quote that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a sound mind. Let's go before that and find out how he got it. Verse 5, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, and I ask myself why you have such great faith, Timothy, which dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and then it was in your mother, Eunice, I'm persuaded it's also in you. That's interesting, isn't it? Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God that you have, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Timothy, your family had faith before you, and now you do too. Timothy, I have laid my hands on you and prayed over you, and now you have the gift of God in you. Then he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. And I like to call these the four faiths that overcome fear every time. Everyone needs to get the four faiths in their life. Number one, we all need some family to pass down faith to us. And if it's not someone by blood, it's a mentor. It's an uncle. It's a grandpa. Somebody had faith enough to invite you to church. Thank God for our heritage. There are many in this room right now, you believe in Jesus because it was passed down to you. And so I want to tell you right now, your family has faith in you. Your family doesn't just have faith, but your family has passed down faith to you. You have your own faith. Somebody say, I got my own faith. We're not done yet. You have your pastor's faith because he's laid hands on you and put faith into you also. But not only do you have those three, you've got the best one. You've got the gift of God in you. You've got God's faith in you. Because why would God give us his spirit if he did not have faith in us? When you have these four faiths operating in your life, you are unstoppable against every feeling of fear that comes against you. 
Everyone in their life needs somebody around them saying, I've got it and I believe in you. Everyone in their life needs somebody around them saying, if nobody else has it, I've got it in me. Everybody needs someone in their life that's a pastor that lays hand on their head and say, I'm for you. I believe in you. You're going to make it. That devil can't take you out. That devil can't take you down in the name of Jesus. I take authority over that fear right now. I'm with you. I stand beside you. Everybody needs faith. And then everybody needs to know that when you get the Holy Ghost, God believes in you. Every time you talk in tongues, you remember, God believes in me. He gave his spirit to me. He invests in me. Tell me how you can't make it when you've got that kind of faith. No wonder God has not given us the spirit of fear. But a power, love, and a sound mind. We're going to control our feelings in this church. We're taking authority and dominion over every feeling that's coming against you. And we're going to try our best from now on to stop saying, I feel it. Start saying, I think it. I know it. I believe it. I remember the old song we used to sing in church, Jose? I just feel like something good is about to happen. Remember that old song? Y'all didn't know about that. That's back in my day when I was growing up. The elders would get up there and they just start talking about how they feel. And y'all might think they're crazy. But you see, you can feel faith. You can feel faith. You can feel good. You can feel like anything's about to happen in the atmosphere with no evidence, with no proof. You can just start to feel a certain way about church. You can start to feel that someone's about to get a miracle in this place. Someone's about to get a victory in this place. I don't know who it is, but I just feel like something good is about to happen to somebody. Does anybody else have some faith like that right now? Why don't you jump to your feet and begin to exercise your faith and get in your feelings. Woo! I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. I think it, I think it, I think it. I know my God is strong. I know my God can do anything. I know my God can heal. I know it, I know it. There is nothing too hard for my God. Nothing. Now let me tell you something I stumbled on the other day for science. I love it. But they have proven now that what you do goes 10 times up more to the brain than what you think goes down to the body. So there's one road that goes from your mind to your body. But there's 10 roads that go from your action to your brain. And you get more endorphins released in your brain by obedience than understanding. Y'all hearing me right now? Now, I didn't know why the elders got so emotional. And some people are like, I can't believe that church. The Pentecostals are so emotional. Oh, that's a spirit-filled church. They emotional. Yeah, you're, you're right. We are emotional. Our minds are right. Our minds are right. And when you get your mind right, it changes how you feel about things. There have been times I did not feel like shouting. But I knew that I should. And when I start to do what I know I should do, 
I make myself involved in the thing I know will produce a blessing. There's 10 roads going up to my brain that make me think better when I participate in obedience. Now, here's the cool part. Some of you don't know why you're going through what you're going through. Some of you can't figure it out. Your mind, you don't understand. But you know how to do the basic things right, and you know how to submit and obey, but you don't understand why you're doing it. And I've come to tell you today that sometimes you just got to be obedient to the will of God, even when it doesn't make sense right here, because you can get it in your head eventually. What do you do for people, Brother Dale, that can't get it in their head? Get it in your feet. Get it in your hands. Get it in your dance. Get it in your shout. Get it in your tongue. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And when you begin to get out there with faith and step out of the boat, you don't know what's going to happen. But it's amazing how you start to walk on water when you get out by faith. So, so you have to excuse me. I'm going to be a little emotional because my mind is telling me God's got this. And even if my mind doesn't tell me God's got this, I'm still going to I'm gonna keep my end of the commitment. I told God I would never quit. I told God I'd never stop praising Him. I told God I'd always be there. And even though I don't understand what I'm facing, I don't know why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, I'm going to shout anyway and dance anyway and get praise going anyway because that's how we overcome what we don't understand. Are there any praisers in the house today? Are there any praisers in the house today? Some of you need a good dose of worship and praise and shouting and rejoicing and lifting your voice up. All my life, Chris, I've seen people start to shout and then start to feel better. All my life. I grew up in this thing. People come to church sad and depressed, and they just that song just hits the right way, and that music leader gets up and starts shouting, and all of a sudden they say, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and go forward again. And before the church service is over, they've drunk in the Holy Ghost, full of joy, full of peace, full of happiness in their spirits. There's just something about it. There's just something about doing what's right when you're all under all attack in your life. That's what kind of church this is right here. It's a shouting, praising church full of faith. Why don't you grab somebody's hand and say, come on here to the front. Do you want to praise God with me for a little bit today? Ask somebody, say, you want to go up there and shout with me? I'm about to do what's right, and God's about to give me a new feeling today. I'm about to feel like something good is about to happen in this service. I feel it. I feel it now. I feel it now. I feel it now. Anybody feel it right now? Jesus name. Hey, Debbie, I feel like it's going to happen today. I feel it for you. I feel it for you. I know God's going to give you victory today in Jesus' name. I know it. I believe it. That's it. You're going to start to believe it, sister. It'll happen to you too right now, right here.